Hello, everybody. It's the Herald of Modcast on the HMC Network. It's a BMC Network. <laughs> and uh, we have a much-anticipated film to talk about. Yeah, but boy, what a film it was. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Ninth film. Starring Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. And a bunch of other people. Lots Many. of Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Margaret Qualley from The Leftovers had a pretty great role as yeah, one of the Manson people. Emil Hirsch. Um, lots of people. Tons of people were Al in this Pacino, film. Al Pacino, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I said Pacino. Luke Pacino. <laughs> oh, yeah, Luke Perry. Bruce Pacino. His last role. And they had that Bruce Pacino. <laughs> Bruce Polino, Bruce Lino, Kurt Russell, Zoe, the Australian stunt woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She's in it. She's in it. Yeah, it's, you know. Oh, yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt who Russell. I did not know because I didn't see him credited or anything. Before. No, yeah, he plays the uh, stunt coordinator on a set. Uh, uh, Michael Madsen has a small yeah, part. Yeah, of course. He always, always puts him in. Yep. Apparently, Tim Roth had a part, but it, it was, was cut. cut. Yeah. Which is funny because it's a two hour and 45 minute it's movie. It's very long. So it's like, that's the only thing that got yes. cut? Because, man, I okay, don't know. Before we go any further, there will be spoilers. You've been warned. Yeah, spoilers up front. Um, so what 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 do you think? What do you think? I don't know. I like it. I like yeah. this movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Tarantino movie, and I would hope he doesn't go out on this movie. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Although I really want to see it again because it's it's necessary. It's uh, there's so much you really and we talked about this a lot after we saw it. You are really he builds the suspense and the tension up because we all know what happened to Sharon yeah. Tate and the, if you have any small like Hollywood yeah. knowledge of lore of Hollywood, you know what happened and how fucking bad how it was. Brutal and awful it was. Yeah. And so you're all just sort of waiting to see how For he that handles moment. it. Yeah. I didn't read any spoilers, so I didn't know Oh, to have that spoiled would be a shame. Be, so yeah, yeah. Don't so listen. I hope you've yeah. you I hope you've seen this film if, not, if you're listening listen to this commentary. Because it's a spoiler. Yeah. Or and or, uh, I'll tell you when to. You know. Yeah, we're gonna get to that to the at the end of the review. Yeah, or the commentary, whatever you want to describe this, um, whatever you want to call this shit show that we do. <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot of sort of deliberate boredom. And there's a lot of storytelling <laughs> inside of storytelling. Yes. And so you're watching them watch themselves in a movie they shot yes. 10 years ago acting out a scene. And so you're watching that scene and it's Leo and it's a, a crew and it's a whole other narrative. And it gets so deep into these narratives when it's just they're filming an episode. And it's another sort of cowboy film. Told yeah. through the guise a, of Hollywood. It, it's a really f- interesting it's set. It's a total ode very, to Love Letter to Hollywood. And it's his Love Letter to his area, he, uh, era, clearly. And, and films that he loved, which you know he loves Spaghetti Westerns. And he um, loved that whole Steve McQueen, uh, you know, Dirty Dozen, uh, uh, Great yep. Escape. Steve uh, McQueen is actually in the film. In the film played by Damian Lewis for I one scene. I didn't like him That's, cast in that role because yeah, I'm not a as big Steve McQueen fan. Yeah, but, I am too. Um, so Leo plays... Rick Dalton, who is fictional, an fictional aging TV, TV star, movie, movie star. star. He was a Western star. And then he got into TV. Well, like a lot of them did. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of big stars that were f- super famous in the 50s, 40s, 50s. And then they got it. Then they in were the in TV series in the 60s. Yep. And By this is 1969. 70s, right. And so it's really a pivotal time in Hollywood. A There's changeover. a big changeover. And the guard, the hippie movement is very strong and prevalent. Yep. And it's freaking out the squares. And right. these guys are sort of old Hollywood at this point. They're not new aged guys at all. They no, drink, and, and they smoke. Brad Pitt they, is uh, Cliff uh, Booth. Cliff Booth, yeah. His stunt double for many years. Yeah. And I, they, with a it, great story, a backstory for yeah, his own, which we he find has out his in his own pieces. cool backstory. But what's really cool about this is, you know, they really do show the disparity in their lives. Yeah, they too. do. Yet they're these close friends. And they're then together they, every day. And he's be- basically become his driver because, you know, Rick's not getting the parts he used to, no, and they don't Cliff is him. not getting cast. He also has some issues. People don't want him to be yeah, a stunt Yeah, he has devil. his own little blacklist stuff that we find out about uh, later anyway. But yeah, the, the work's starting to dry up, so by proxy, it's starting to dry up for Cliff as right. well. Because they... 
badly. Like, I mean, they show that scene where they, you know, he drops him off in the nice car in his beautiful house. And then, then he goes back in his crappy car. Yeah, all to his rusted crappy up. neighborhood. Trailer. trailer. He lives in a trailer. And he lives behind a, a drive-in theater yeah. that probably plays all night. So he's got movies in the background of his house, of his crummy trailer. with right. his But he has a beautiful, well-trained dog inside yes. of this crummy shitty Pitbull. trailer which is a lot like michael madsen's trailer in kill bill 2 actually Except it's very it's an similar o- a real old school looking one well, with yeah, the, it's the 70s. that round yeah but the, it's, it looks like a 50s the trailer. airstream yeah. yeah the gulf airstream yeah it's an, trailer it's thing. an ancient trailer but but yeah. he's um he's du- not bitter no he seems very at peace with his position yeah as far as we can tell i think probably if you know no no spoilers if he actually did what he did to who he did it to and he got off he probably just doesn't care he's just free yeah you know what i mean because it's revealed later that he is accused of doing something very robert wagnery which is another like yeah, reference I mean, to the say, era spoiler alert that he's accused of killing his wife killing his wife on a boat yeah. and they cut to that that's a flashback in within yeah. a cut to right so it's a cut to with a flashback right. so there's a lot of that in this movie it's very hollywood like yeah. you know here's this i mean it's but it, you do sort of feel like the first half of the film really there's a lot of sort of moments of boredom honestly yeah. just but, extended n- not that it's bad it's just that you're so tensed up waiting to see how he handles the killings and these things these stories it literally rick dalton lives next to sharon tate and and roman polanski and that's the connection because they're like how are these two completely obscure fictional characters going to tie into a real narrative that actually happened and in what capacity because the way they show it in the beginning like they're very separate they introduce sharon tate and roman polanski and they're they're at the top of the pops of hollywood they come and go had just come out a year before and so so he's the hottest new hollywood director and he just moved in next to rick dalton rick dalton's on the decline yeah and he's like could you believe it roman polanski lives next to me holy shit yeah man if i just meet him once and they literally they they have to go past rick's house with their gates right there so i don't know if that's the, how the actual layout was in hollywood or in the real story but so I, they, it, it was something like i mean that, he right? copied it very verbatim apparently mm-hmm. um yeah so that's so that's it's a very obscure connection like it's a coincidence that they live next to each other it's not like roman polanski worked with rick dalton on a new movie you know what i mean oh no no no, Since no, no. it is a right. fictional story they could have gone as far as they wanted with it he could have been on the inner circle of roman and, and sharon tate's social group but he's right. not he's on the outs he's an alcoholic He's bloated. He's puffy. He's yep. getting beat up instead of be doing the beating up now. Constantly, there's constantly. a lot of smoking in this movie. Tons of cigarettes. Yeah, which there would be at the time. Yeah, and Al Pacino gives him that whole breakdown of like, who is he? He's like an agent, potential he's like, uh, yeah, new he's agent. He's trying, and he's trying to. He convinces him to go to Italy to make spaghetti westerns right, because he's like he's to be a leading man again. Yeah, because right now he's just playing the heel on right. as, in episodics, which so, is what those guys did. Yeah, they became the bad guy. These guys who were these heroes, revered heroes right. for years, became. The heel and the bad guy. I mean, the, the same, heel for hire too. Because it's like a, one it episode here. All, I mean, Joan Crawford here. and Betty Davis played heels mm-hmm. in sixties and seventies. Right. Tel- television they were, they were shows. divas. Yeah. Yeah. Of their time. They were Oscar-winning yeah. greatest actors of all time. The way he also like should say about the history. I mean, he really. It's in there. He's a like, cinephile for, to the mu- nth degree. Well, not Black just in, in Hollywood history, but the Manson history. Yeah. Like, for example, so before Sharon Tate and uh, Roman Polanski lived there, Terry Melcher, who's Doris Day's son, yeah. who, was, who was in a relationship with Candace Bergen for years, right. and he was in the music industry and a producer... He knew Charles Manson. Right, because Charles Manson was in the music industry in L.A. Right, and he rejected him. Everyone did. And this is what led to them picking that house, thinking that he still lived in that house. They wanted a revenge killing. Right. And that's the other thing we should say. Charles Manson is in this movie for one scene. Yeah. He walks in, walks into the backyard of Sharon Tate's house. They're like, who is that? And they're like, hey, does so-and-so still live here? No, he doesn't live here. And he's like, okay, thanks. And he leaves. And you see Charles Manson later on screen for maybe a minute. And you see his face once, yeah. and that's all you see of Charles Manson. It's the same actor who's playing Man- uh, Manson in the in Mindhunter season two, by the way. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, but yeah. So the way this it gives you piecemeal of like what, and it keeps making you guess what's going to happen. Very tense, very slow. But yeah. uh, excuse me, not bad, not bad. No, because you. T- I mean, if you're a fan of Tarantino, I think you are sort of Trusting kind of like him. looking around, going, "This yeah. is a little slow." But then you're also like, "I trust him," and I don't think any of that was by accident. No, I think he he dragged us through like 
the mundane bits yes. to build the tension and yeah. also to show sort of like the, the really it's the story of these two guys that's what the story is the backdrop the sharon tate stuff and even the, the stuff with margot robbie on screen is very strange it's either like an ode to how much he maybe fancied her as a kid or something yeah. or it was just I don't know. It's very. It's almost like just a fantasy version of her because she doesn't say much at all. No, and she, her life is very pleasant. Like she's always sort of happy and fresh and ready to go and get her. But books there's a and there's a critical scene I thought where she goes and she goes to see a movie she's in with Dean Martin, a yeah. silly Dean Martin film. Right, but she's so excited when the audience claps for her in the movie yes. she gets a big laugh and she, yes. fi- she has a fight scene in the movie yeah she's a fight she scene gets a big and she's sort of a com- uh, comedic relief in this film yes yeah she's sort of clumsy and yeah. silly but she, it's a role she's playing she's really a secret agent or something like that, yeah which is cool and but i, I was also very meta because you're watching someone play sharon tate watching herself in a movie of herself i know it's like super weird when you think about it too long and then yeah, the feet right. then her feet are right there because he has that fucking foot fetish I know. So her, her feet are right yeah, at the camera she takes her boots off and her feet puts are right her feet at the up camera. on the, on the movies yeah. you know on the back of the chair like everyone sort of does yeah it's it's interesting though man it's, it's you know it's 1969 it's kind of like hippie time yeah like people have their sho- shoes off they, right. have, they have armpit hair and stuff oh, yeah. you know the girls well, yeah they but they also there's another parallel scene when rick dalton he fucks up on the set but then he redeems himself and the little girl tells him it's the best acting yeah, she's ever seen right and you know he's so you can tell he really still needs that is moved by it and, yeah and, it, and it's so there's there's a lot going on in this film in terms of the odes to hollywood and Check, shit, yeah and it's very inside baseball you know because a lot yeah. of it's like on the set with the crew there's a scene where brad pitt fights bruce lee and which like beats awesome. his ass which is yeah. awesome. and like not like oh beats his ass he like throws right. him into a car then, yeah, he, then he they actually of, start fighting right and this guy like he's such a he's like a he's ex-military he's been a stuntman for years like he's a legit He's and he real deal. Sells it. Yeah. Brad Pitt kicking ass was awesome to it. see. Like he still got it left over from and Snatch. And he looks unbelievable. He takes his shirt off. Yeah, to fix. And the, you're like, this is a 55 year old man. Yeah, and he's wearing the he's tight like the jeans. He's the best looking man that's ever lived. Maybe it's weird because <laughs> like, he gets older and it just gets better somehow. I, he st- looks incredible. Like, but one and effortless. The, I mean, to me, the big, the instant takeaway I had about this film was how it was such a you know an ode to what is going on now like we're at a pivotal pivotal moment in hollywood again where streaming changing hands the theater experience is going away tarantino shoots on film he loves the theater he loves the theater he worked in a video store like so clearly he's bothered by the changeover he clearly has an opinion too he has clearly an opinion and he and he it really is sort of because the hippies and the Manson family almost become the symbol of sort of a new thoughts, like new, but but an extreme thought yeah. group, almost like the SJWs on Twitter. L- uh, arguably, like this excre- and I'm not comparing. No, yeah, the I you know uh, Manson family yeah. to activists on but Twitter, hippies, maybe hippies, but but well, but I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about who. Actually, Brad Pitt said in an interview that his parents said that when they, when this happened, it was a, it was like the curtain coming up on this sort of hippie movement that they in, admired. Like a lot of people liked kind of the 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 artsy, youthful, youthful protesting, yeah. and then there was the this dark thing. piece of it. Yeah, because not you know there the hippie there's a lot of hippies who did a lot of great things in terms of and, activism. And, and even and, if they didn't do great things, they didn't hurt people. You know, right. they were yeah, just absolutely. pacifists that smoke pot, you know, yeah. even if they were just, you know, stinky hippies. Well, and there, but there, I mean, a lot yeah, of movements activists. came out of it. It's true, for sure. But again, Hippie like stink, the but. same thing that's going on with like yeah. Twitter. There's this extreme group. There's an extreme group. There's some that are doing that brought about the Me Too movement. The, the, for that became good. That was a hashtag that brought about Some a real movement. change. Yeah. And, 
and to be honest, that whole group has had Quentin in their uh, crosshairs a couple times bef- since before this movie came out. Yeah. And it sort of does feel like it because... I'm sure he feels... Without skipping to the end, yeah. it sort of shows... Uh, he sort of rewrites history. And Which it, she's done before with Inglourious Bastards. Exactly. I sort of forgot about that. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. He literally he did. He, yeah. killed Hitler he in a theater. Hi- yeah, he killed them all. He killed them all. All yeah. the important ones burned up in a theater. Right. And then at the end he says, this might be my best work ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a good film, that movie. I love that movie. It's it's still like maybe my favorite. I think it's my favorite of his. I, I think it's his most brilliant. Although it's so hard to pick. I mean, there's so many it's ones. It's hard to but pick. But continuing on with this film, it, the narrative is uh, like you only get the A narrative. I, it might only be like half hour of the movie. Like you get so much. Other, like There's this whole moment where yeah. Timothy Oliphant and Leonardo DiCaprio are talking about sort of insider actor like oh did you get that part did you get that part yeah Oliphant uh, uh, is the, the lead. lead of the show that he's playing the bad guy, the bad on, guy in on one episode one episode yeah. and Oliphant has you know the season it's working yeah. out for him and he was less successful when Leo was hitting it right. and so there's there's sort of a shift and they sort of talk about it but in that way actors do kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. he's like weren't you up for the great escape and he's like well I was. But then they show him for like a the, mi- whole scene playing in the Steve greatest, McQueen yes. with his face digitally imposed to right. like real footage from the real Great Escape. I think it's just that they showed half and then they shot to him because that did not look like. No, it was digitally imposed. I mean, you're talking about the scene where Leo's yeah, face is. I, uh, yeah, either. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless, they literally cut to Leo performing Steve right. McQueen's scene. Right. And it, it, there's nothing Had else. Had it been him doing right. this part. But there's yeah. nothing that adds to the story. It's just a cutaway. It's almost right. like a family guy moment where it's like just you could have just told us right. that you didn't have to show him doing the but, but it, it was on purpose and right. it was cool that he did it yeah well someone else was saying that like he breaks a lot of sort of screenwriting 101 tropes or 101 rules yeah. with this movie not that i know anything about 101 I screenwriting do. but <laughs> like there's like simple little things that like okay if you have a gun on the wall you you have to reference that right, gun right, on the right. wall. You know what I mean? Or this like if there's a red vase or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like shit like that. If you introduce a thing, you kind of got to see it through. Where like that does not happen a lot in this film. But I don't really fault it for it. And I guess you could argue that once a certain guy is so established as a right, you're not supposed to draw inside the lines. But I don't think it's by accident. No, I don't like, think so either. I, I it think never is. Everything he does is on purpose. You know. Well, I even found some like funny little like extended universe Easter eggs. For example, when he comes back from Italy and he's done his like six movie run of spaghetti westerns. Yeah. There's this one where they, they they do each title and each like Italian director, and they go, and then this movie, Blood Horizon, by Antonio Margarete. Right. And Antonio Margarete is one of the names they use in Glorious Bastards to infiltrate. <laughs> I the, love that you know that. Well, just the Margarete. It's it's like That's Eli Roth's hilarious. character, and they're trying to speak Italian to Christoph Waltz. And bastards. Right, that's a great scene. And, and then Brad Pitt's yeah. like, born jar, no. Yeah. And then he's like, and your name, what's your name? Antonio Margarete. He's like, ah, really say it. Really that's, give me it. How did you remember that? That's Just because so awesome. it's, like, it's like, he does that shit all the time. And I'm yeah, sure if you watch does, it again, yeah. there's going to be so many other little reference, ref- yeah. in, in references of characters that have shown up before, movies. And apparently, all those fake shows and movies Quentin, oh they're real well no the real ones are real yeah. but the actual literal fake ones not quoted fake right. ones, uh, are he wants to make them like how he did grindhouse oh he i wants hope to, he does i know he wants to make the i hope he does jake cahill cahill yeah. show that leo stars as right, you know right, right. like all of those fictional things he wants to make i don't that know if it'd be would streaming be or would you think would leo be in it well, be dope yeah, yeah i would hope so yeah, he's supposed to be a lot younger yeah, whatever, but, you know. I it, mean, the Spaghetti Westerns, he did a bunch that were actually really ones that were made. Like, yeah. in, you, like Telly Savalas, who played yeah. this character, Kojak, in a, oh, in Kojak. a 70s yeah. bald detective. Mm-hmm. So it was a famous uh, 70s An cop. FBI. FBI. Sh- he yeah. references a lot of, like, shows from that era. That, I just picture little Quentin watching all that shit at, like, yeah. eight years old. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. soaking it into his sort of Asperger's brain and, right. like, storing it <laughs> for later. And well, then finally... We, d- we did. I mean, I, he's a bit older than me, but, um, it, you know, I knew some of those shows and... You, when you were first of all we didn't have the internet of course not and going to the movies was a very different thing that was the best like it was even the when best, I was a kid yeah. but you also it was an event like you you know TV shows were very an important event. when yeah. you were a kid like Luke shot JR all that the shit the cop shows I mean everything all that stuff was extremely important mm-hmm. it was like a, th- a thing you know yeah and it shows how much it's changed too yeah. I, this movie's good man like there's a lot of moments where you're you're sort of 
guessing what direction character choices are going to make. Like Brad Pitt, for example, he finally sort of gives uh, hitches a ride or gives a ride to one of the hitchhikers who's one of the fa- family members. But they drag that out. Like it's he so sees dragged. her like three times On and the street. then finally picks her up. Yeah. And then he's like, Mr. Cool Guy. And then, you know, they're driving to the compound. She's like, how would I give you some head on the road? He's like, uh, no. I like, need to see some ID. Yeah, are you 18? And this but sort of thing. But he was on to her before he gave her he that was, ride. Like, before he, he was, ever, you could, just looking at her. Like, and what's so cool, There, one of the best scenes in the film, other no than dialogue. the ending, is when he goes to the ranch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking that, about. Yeah, that they actually lived um, Spawn Ranch, which actually existed in Chatsworth, which is where they lived. And, and it was, was a movie a, studio. It was a movie studio for Westerns, yeah. Right. Which and is another he knows Western. It. Yes. He knows the studio, knows the guy who runs it. And he used to shoot there as a right. stuntman. So he got up there and there's all these like hippies. And the first they're nice to him. They're feeling him out. They're getting along. Yeah. And then Dakota Fanning, she plays like Squeaky Fromm. Squeaky Fromm, yeah. Who actually... Was no, one of she birds. is the one who tried to assassinate uh, Gerald Ford. Oh, wow. She stayed uh, a loyalist to him after he was arrested. Manson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she's in it and it's played by they're Dakota all Johnson. In it. All, they're, like, Tex was the guy, was one of the guys. Yeah, they're he all the real. based on one of the guys. And, but what's cool, too, about that scene, and just to backtrack a teeny bit, which is, I think that you know, you're not really sure which direction exactly. Brad Pitt's going to go. Exactly. Like, I, at one point, I, I leaned over to you and I said, he's going to kill them. Leo. Yeah, or, he's going like, to join them and kill I, Leo. And I was jealous. so wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I thought maybe he was going to be dragged into their whole Something. thing. And I missed the mark completely on that. And then you realize, I realize I missed the mark in this scene. Yeah. Because he's... By the end of the scene. immediately skeptical. And hip to their shit. It, yeah. And he doesn't... The way Quentin shoots the compound and the people, it's not dressed up or glorified. It looks oh, no, sad. it's gross. It and looks he, dark. He, the casting's perfect. It looks dirty. It yeah. looks... But they're like, hey, we're all like... And, and they're also doing like horse tours. But right to make to, like, money, tourists, probably, yeah. yeah, to make money up in the hills at the same time that yeah. they're like running this cult, and so they have like strangers just on yep. the, up in the hills riding horses while they're you know doing sex cult shit, and then Brad Pitt starts literally his antennas are up, yeah, you know, and he goes to try to talk to the owner, this guy George, who's played by Bruce Dern in yeah. a cameo, yeah, and he was in the film, and it, they're like, no, you can't see him, and oh, he's sleeping, and you think, okay, he's dead, he's long since yeah. dead, yeah, it's in fact Brad Pitt eventually gets in the door. And Gets confronts Squeaky and who's in Dakota, right? Yeah, and the house is and the house filthy, is disgusting. There's stinky. rats. It's gross. Yeah, oh, it's hot. They live like pigs. Pigs, it's horrible. Yeah, dirty feet and hairy. But before pits. that, remember Lena Dunham's in it. And she plays this it. character Gypsy, who's kind of mama bear, I yeah. guess. And he, uh, she gets the guy Tex to come check him out. Yeah. Because they're all suspicious of people, yeah, too. But they're also up. stupid. They're yeah. naive and stupid, which is what this movie does so Betray. beautifully. These people weren't savvy. They're not as savvy as they think they are. Yeah, they think they've got all the answers, but they're right. really like babes in the woods. Yeah, and a lot of them are teenagers. Yeah, teenage young, girls. Yeah. Young girls that seduce the guys through Charles On, Manson's orders right. sort of thing. It's all very calculated. He's a failed musician that went crazy. And yeah. This is, yeah, so it's really interesting to see it through the lens of like an old, salty, uh, stunt man who's done some like really fucking intense shit himself. Yeah, you know, and him being like, this is just a bunch of fucking hooey. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I, I not to like defend myself for getting that wrong, but I don't usually get shit like this wrong. Not I mean, really. I, not not really. Not that I mean, far, like you know. I was like, a, I went to undergrad film school. I went got a graduate degree in film school. I worked in a video store <laughs> for that, years. That like I, I was like a total yeah. You like, watch enough movies. Freak fan. I know a lot about movies and Fuck cinema, yeah. and so I usually, if I if I'm onto something, I'm usually right about it. And I think that that's show is like the brilliance of him because I think that he he you don't quite know what, what the direction. fuck he's going to do with yes. this or what what he's doing with these characters you know that there's a murder at the end yeah. you know that in historically this horrible thing happened yes and we, it's like hanging in there well it's hanging in there and they make it you get a very personal Sharon Tate 
like yeah. so to the point where you're like i don't want to watch her get cut to pieces you know what i mean because he don't. makes it so personal and she says such a, she's a light life pregnant. She's, she's eight pregnant. pregnant yeah because they jump forward in time yeah. like eight months and then now she's like eight months pregnant and they do it cleverly yeah. by sending him to italy yep. to do the movies yep. for six months mm-hmm. and he's like on the way back and he's now married yep. he did six movies he's got money and stuff like that and now it's like because the whole time it's just the year of 1969 so it's right. literally like a countdown of this whole year it starts in like february right. i think and yeah by the and end it's, it's like october august 8th is the august day that 8th. it happened yeah. and, and then they do the ninth i guess and then on that final day they do a like okay 10 p.m or 10 a.m right. on the they plane do, they do it like yeah. the fbi tv show which yeah. is how that w- was and they reference uh, that a lot in there yes they do like at 4 p.m this person happened and like they arrive at the airport and get off the train they show his fbi episode remember yes they show him playing in that he plays like a bad guy who kills like two cops or two army guys again right and they're watching it and they're high-fiving and then brad pitt gets this another weird thing where he gets a uh, acid dip cigarette from a hippie oh yeah and he say oh we'll save it for like a special time and he just puts it in the cigarette box and you forget about it and then so so basically that last day they did do we is there anything else we need to discuss before we get to the last day i don't know i just think it's something I would definitely want to see again eventually because it is very long. It's two yeah. and two and a half hours is there plus. Any, like I'm just trying to think if there's like other significant plot points. Other, I mean, not really. That's the thing. No, it's a as sort a plot, of quiet it's very portrayal of the life of these two guys in and Hollywood. Sort of the sadness of yeah. what's become of the reality. And then of contrasting Sharon Tate at the beginning of her career, right? A hitting, young woman at right. the beginning of her marriage, yep. at the, just hitting it, and could have ma- she could have maybe gone on to be. A biggest big, thing a of star huge. she's beautiful yep very and beautiful. she's got all these friends and her life is great and her society. husband's a hot director yep. and all of that and um right next door it's like a guy f- unwinding with alcohol right and, and right, regret right. and yeah fear who, who who comments about how if he just got one invite to a party there, there. and we'll get back to that later yeah, which is hilarious okay so big spoiler alerts we're gonna end at the ending right yeah here now. we go this is yeah so um so they plays get back out, from italy and it plays out like that fbi style yeah because they check they go in with jared tate too they're like and then at two p.m. Sharon and Jay right. decided to make my ties and sit by the pool. And then Rick and Rick yeah. and so and so they decided, you know what? That'll be our last tour together. So And you're thinking at this point, I'm thinking, oh shit, they're gonna die. Yeah. Of they're course. gonna die. Of course. And fuck and fuck and you're like wow okay and they're you gonna walk us through die. you don't want them you to really die. like that and the way they're walking it through the day like you're gonna walk us through this murder scene yeah. like in the same fashion the same storytelling fashion right. which is r- probably more upsetting you know than just cuts and flashes of right. like and then it happened bah! and then it happened this way and then then he got hit in the head bah! and then they cut you know yeah. like that sort of quick flashing imagery of brutality that and you're like oh that's gonna be it's gonna be like a walkthrough then at 8 8 p.m the family shows up then at midnight yeah. they go in yeah and so, anyway, so they sort of cut to the, it's night. They're back from Italy. Well, well, also, and Leo tells Brad Pitt's character that he's got some money problems. He has to sell the house, and he's not going to be able to use him anymore. And, and yeah. this is kind of the end. Yeah. And again, Brad Pitt sort of like takes it in stride, and, and they have this last night of drinking together. Yeah, we'll get and shit face together, yeah. and we'll call it a, you know a good the end of a run. You but know, then he's, eight they, years. They go eight years together to drink, and they come back in a taxi. So he has to stay the night at least. And then yeah. the tension's building because you're thinking, oh fuck. Brad Pitt has to take has to stay the night, yeah. and then he takes his dog out for a walk, and then you're with thinking the cigarette. with the with acid, the acid cigarette. cigarette, you're thinking, okay, he won't be killed because he's gone with gone. the dog, right? But then he comes, back. and then he comes back, and you're like, okay, fuck. <laughs> and then Rick Dalton makes like a giant picture of of like margaritas and goes right. and sits at the pool with headphones on. So you're like, oh fuck. So he's and then his new wife, his Italian but before wife. Before he sits with the headphones, he dis he hears the car, which is the Manson family. And he goes out, and he's like, what the fuck are you yeah. hippies doing in right. my driveway? You know how much property tax I pay? And yep. it's them. It's, it's four them. of them, and it's the text guy, and then three of the sisters, three girls, three yeah. girls, and he basically like choose them out to high heaven to you know like nobody's yeah. business and they back up and they get they go up it's just private property and it's like a private hill right like what is this dirty old loud muffler Very car loud, yeah. yeah and that's what got him outside and so they back out and they leave and you're like okay so they're gonna come back and do what exactly and so during that time Brad Pitt's still walking the dog the 
they have this interior scene of the four of them in that sh- shitbox car right. sort of arguing about how they're going to do it. They and, figure out who he is, though. Yeah, they, yes. they discover that he's Rick Dalton because yeah, he was Jake super Cahill. famous. Yeah, and they the like TV the show. show right. Yeah. And then they decide that they're going to kill them. go kill him instead yeah. like because hey we're gonna fuck hollywood and fuck the pigs well, and, and, the- and the girl this one girl makes an interesting point which is like a super in my opinion like a millennial point but back then but it's just like a such a young person thing right. where it's like yeah man you know like we grew up watching these people kill and murder man and yeah. so it's like this is going to be the ultimate like ironic revenge where we go and we right. kill them for right. ruining us man and they're right. like let's do it and they have their like shitty knives and their black clothes one of them has a gun one of them has like an old revolver which is what happened i mean yeah. he lays it out he follows a lot of like that scene where you see them from their backs walking up the yeah. hill because they ditch the car down the street yeah and they walk up the hill with the that weapons. was terrifying because yeah. that then you really start to feel like oh my god Feels this real. really happens yes and well, one of the girls who is played by maya hawk ethan and hawk and Uma Uma's Thurman's kid. daughter who's in stranger things yeah. um she bails yeah she because she, she didn't want to do it she didn't want to do it that did not happen in real life no. no one bailed but there was one of them who didn't participate in the killing uh-huh. who turned on who testified against against all of them. them oh yeah. and, shit and um so she sort of is that character but right. she like says she forgets her knife and she goes back and the she car. drives off and then she drives off <laughs> <laughs> yeah after that whole big speech and they all right. rally together they're scared you can tell they're just like scared yeah. kids and that's another really sad thing is that like these aren't mastermind criminals you know they're not doing the a real cause ones weren't scared no they were, they were they convinced were pretty they were convinced followers yep. and if you watch any of the stuff like the original tv movie helter skelter right. or they a lot of them followed him even after he was convicted i mean yep. the ones that right after that did the killing were had really didn't express any remorse in no. their trial and stuff no 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 later yeah. in life they did um but they're up been up two for of parole. Are, two of them are still in jail one of them died in 2009 in jail yeah. and charles um, manson died what he last died year 2017 2017 yeah man in his 80s but um so uh, so again like you're knowing all this information I mean, and, and if you didn't, I don't know. There's a lot of people, young people today who don't know about don't the Manson murders. Don't know the story. Murders, yeah. Don't know the story. So it'd they, be weird for them. It'd, it'd be, be like watching someone go else's Google home videos. It after the fact yeah. and it, see like what really happened. Because yeah. what happened, like, I mean, just, I think we should say that first because this is, no, we knew what happened. So this is Most what we're do. thinking. Yeah. They break into Sharon Tate. This is what happens in real life. Right. They break into Sharon Tate's house. She's there with Emil Hirsch who plays Jay, Jay Sebring. Yeah. Um, who, and then Folgers, and, he, and, and then the heir to the Folgers, yeah. um, and her boyfriend is this Polish writer. Yeah. And then in real life, this boy who was like a caretaker also when he was leaving got shot and killed. No way. Yeah. Damn. Um, and so he was killed first, and then they break into the house. They stab the woman. 51 times soldiers yeah Damn. she gets they're brutally killed yeah they're brutally killed i mean and sharon tate is stabbed to death in her chest they don't stab the baby she's eight months pregnant yeah. begging for her baby's yeah. life yeah. and they stab her to death yeah and i think the guy was shot yeah. right? oh he ran out mm-hmm. and he was shot in the back mm-hmm. and then also stabbed Damn. so it's like it's incredibly brutal yeah and it's one of the most infamous crimes yeah. in in history and it of revealed our country. this like cult you know it was a new age of before jim jones and before uh you, you know that spooky guy that had everybody drink uh, you know wear the nike shoes and you know oh, that was yeah, yeah remember that, that thing crazy yeah guy. And so this is yeah. sort of the first like american cult where it actually had like it was the f- successful it, yeah. not successful but like newspaper headline and not just it, like celebrity huge and and they were all still at large so there was still like threats oh, from them like i know a friend of mine carrie yeah. Her parents casted Helter Skelter. Yeah. And they had to move out of Los Angeles during the filming because they were threatened by the Manson family. See, that's nuts. Yeah. That's some real worshiper that's, shit, too. But that's the that's the reality of how polarizing... And this is also, don't forget, it's a time period when Son of Sam yeah. and the, 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 um, the Night Strangler, the Richard... What about Zodiac? Zodiac. All that stuff was happening in this, mm-hmm. right about to be happening. You yeah. know, the not Mindhunter California. It's, it was a lot of it was in California. Ed Kemper it, it was, was in California. Later, but, yeah, um, it was a little later. It, but it was right on the verge of all this stuff happening. And it was... It, so the next day, also, they killed two other people, the LaBiancas, this grocer and his wife, yeah. in, in Los Feliz. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't just the one night. No. 
but so that's what happened in reality. Right. And we are thinking this is leading all up this to this. Is gonna, and we just met Sharon Tate and we liked her and well, she just has a simple, pretty life. Yeah. yeah. And stress free, um, carefree life. But Quentin being Quentin decides to rewrite history. And boy, does he ever. And thank you, Quentin, for doing that. Because it was a real statement. Is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> like a statatement about yeah. how he feels about what actually happened that day. Or that well, I don't know what he feels about what happened to Hollywood, I think, Yeah, I think too. so, too. I think so, too. Um, Especially after that speech. And then they act- they get absolutely annihilated by yeah. Brad Pitt and his casual, like... he's First of all, he's high on acid. He's high he's on acid. Drunk. Well, they bre- So they break him. One of them goes to... The guy says, side go door. to the back to yeah. see if you can get in the side door. Yep. And then... Two of them go through the front. Two of them go through the front. And Brad Pitt's just standing there feeding his dog. He's about to feed the dog. He's about to feed the dog. The dog's on the couch. Yeah. The and dog starts barking knowing something's yeah. going on. And then that Leo's sets in the off pool Brad Pitt, yeah. With the headphones. But Brad Pitt gets hip to it right away. Right. His character's very interesting the way he handles this and how unfazed he was by these, like, children with yeah. knives. You know what I mean? And children with a guy pointing a fucking gun at him. Right. You know? And so he's got the dog food can. He's He's got a girl on his left and he's got two in his front. Two to the front of him and basically they have this long conversation about he's like, well, he's I on acid don't I smit you before it's like yeah. Rex it's like, well, oh, then it's he says stupid this whole, you guys are the pigs and then he says this whole speech and then Brad Pitt goes nah it's something way stupider than that oh yeah because like, what's your name he's like I'm <laughs> Satan here to do the devil's work he's yeah. like nah it was something more like Rex or something <laughs> yeah and he's all high and then they're and like the girl I'm, goes Dex just shoot him yeah and then Brad Pitt literally just goes like whistle and yeah. then the dog just jumps on the guy's arm with that's holding the gun yeah and then brad Pitt takes the can of dog food and whips it at the girl's face so yeah. hard that it, it splits open the bridge of her nose right. like it's so graphic it's, it's so, so detailed graphic. it's so detailed. the dog's ripping this guy apart yeah like it's a big hefty pit bull and then brad pitt goes over and stomps the guy's face in like how well, they, he also takes her head and can start smashing, smashing it, it on against the walls. Yeah. And walls and then he breaks it open he breaks her face open on the, yeah. on the like stone mantle yeah and then it's he, really brutal it's brutal it's quentin brutal and it's 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 all like blunt force yeah stuff where he literally puts his boot heel through the guy's face yeah like with the last final kick it just goes through his fucking right. face man and then he literally con- like concaves that girl's face into yeah. the fireplace and then he he what, the dog rip is ripping up this girl the other girl the other girl with the knife like on the ground just tearing her apart and then she's able to like get up and run screaming like shriek shrill right. r- breaks through the glass and falls in the pool while he's like listening to his jukebox or <laughs> with his headphones on yeah. and she's like thrashing about she still has the knife and he's like what the fuck is going yeah. on what the fuck is going right. but then he just gets out of the pool and walks into the shed <laughs> and then he walks back out with this like fully functioning flamethrower which he took from the set of some old Nazi movie <laughs> and then he just blasts her yeah. while she's in the pool yep. and just engulfs her in liquid fire and lets her burn to death in the yeah. pool and then die yep and then everything just sort of settles and then it cuts to the cops coming and taking away the bodies right and that's it that's it yeah that is that is essentially the end of the movie well except that then that uh, oh yes Sebring, he's outside in you know because brad pitt gets stabbed in this in the, in the leg yeah, by, by accident. one of the girls yeah because they roll over and she's holding the knife and it, like yeah. sticks him in the side and sort of thing. He has he's to go like, to the yeah. hospital and he's out there, you know, making sure he's okay. And then when he's leaving, JC brings a yell at him saying, Hey, what was what that? Happened? And what he goes and he tells him. And then what's her face? Um, Sharon Tate's voice on is the on intercom. the intercom and invites him up for that drink that he's been longing, longing to have. For. Yeah, and then JC brings like, Well, hey, I know you. Yeah, You're, we was, were just talking about Cahill, the show. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that was me. He's like, oh, man. Hey, yeah. Sharon, you'll never guess who's out here. And she's like, hello. And he's like, oh, hey, Sharon, it's me. You know, whatever, yeah. Dalton. And, and they literally like invite him up for the drink. And I'm still holding my breath like, oh, fuck, there's going to be another group of them. I know, that's them. what I was thinking, because I knew that there was another set of killings. Right. So I kind of thought that then you I see them walk up more behind of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's literally them. The, the last scene is him and uh, DiCaprio and Emil Hirsch's character walking up the driveway and it just ends with him getting a drink with sharon and the gang but then there's an end credit scene of him filming a commercial cigarettes yeah that was kind of funny but uh i mean it, it is such a statement yeah because the way he just 
takes them they both take takes them, them out, out. you know just, like like you you, you may think but the whole throughout the whole movie the way he beats up on bruce lee yeah the way he beats oh and we didn't say it that scene at the ranch one of the guys slashes his tire. Yeah, and he beats the living fuck out of him. Because he won't fix it, and then he beats the fuck out of him till he fixes it. Yeah, and then he fixes the, the flat tire, and everyone's like, he, he does it in front of the whole camp. Right. And no no one intervenes. And then that text guy tries to come, and he's already left, right. like in the car. And yeah, man, so you get, you understand that Brad Pitt doesn't fuck around his character. No. You know, he literally takes on Bruce Lee, because Bruce Lee says he could beat Cassius Clay. In, right. And they're just talking shit. They're waiting in between takes or whatever. Yeah. And it starts this sort of little squabble, and Brad Pitt is holding his own as this character. And right. So when, when it comes time, and you also, in that stupid scene where he's in his trailer and he's eating his craft dinner, you also are introduced to his dog, which is very well-trained. Right. And also a pit bull. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's these, like, little tells that end up becoming very significant at the very very end yeah you know what i mean and that's super quentin to do that without but, skipping forward in time right, and back right. in time but know? then when you go when you think about everything the way he set it up it really is brilliant Be, after when that scene happens yeah. then you're kind of like oh my god you go back and you think about it. that's why i want to watch it again yeah i'd rather watch think it again. about the whole process of getting there and it's such a statement to me on, you know, what's happening to Hollywood, you know, on old Hollywood being pushed out. Yeah, streaming coming and, in. you know, new Hollywood, and they're fighting back. And, like, also this whole, like, don't think you know better. Just because we're, just like, Hollywood. Or, yeah, just because we're on screen. Especially yeah. the stuntman. Because it's, like, it, uh, that's how it played to me. It's, like, you guys think that we're just these fake, spoiled, privileged, blah, and a lot of them are. You know, but when you get in front of a guy like a Brad Pitt, who's a working stiff. Right. But in the business. He's not going to be like, oh, no, knives. He's yeah. like, no, I've killed, I killed my wife. You right. don't think I'll kill you? <laughs> well, we don't know for sure. We don't sure. know for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just one of those like one of those rude awakenings. And I think that's kind of what Quentin wanted to do. It's like, you didn't get to kill these like artists. And I know you don't want to defend Roman Polanski. Fair enough. I wouldn't either. You can't defend like what he's uh, accused of. It's right. crazy. But it, I do think it was one of those things where it's like, they th- thought they knew better. And they thought that these are like the, the, these are the enemy or whatever. And they're like, no. Oh, we just like to drink and smoke and yeah. you come in and we'll probably end up killing you way worse than you could right. ever imagine. I know. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really interesting whether or not it's accurate, you know? Yeah, there's... It's just like his his statement was like, fuck you, these are my fuck heroes. Fuck you. And, they still, and they're not to be you know trifle with but they're also not to be dismissed dismissed and for and acting like well this never happened because it's offensive yeah. or it never happened and it's not good work it's right. bad art this is bad art now yeah Looking retroactively this sucks you know you're like no you can't just say that just because like the climate has changed doesn't make this bad or that better well and they also show kind of the struggle they really humanize the movie star like in a way yeah they do you know because rick dalton is at the end of his career and he's really affected by the fact that he's not he's still holding on to getting work and he's doing what he has to do right but he still cares about the craft and he was a good actor and he is a good actor yeah and he proves he fucks up and he's really upset you see him in the trailer screaming at himself and no more booze oh just a little booze and yeah he's conflicted he's not phoning it in he doesn't want to phone it in and then he delivers a really good performance you know and he gets praised for it. Right. Yeah, but man. he's still not. But but the hope is at the end that now that Sharon Tate's invited him in, right. he's going to get a part. Second role. And a it's new, so, new it's, lease on his career. It's also very, you know, symbolic, too, because that's what Quentin does with old actors. Yes, he does. And he clearly loves the revitalizing, the revitalizing of old actors' careers. He's done it many times so many in many times. of his movies. You so know? many times. Uh, over and over. He brings these Robert, people back. Um, What's his last name? Forrester, the the guy from um, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah, and he was. I an mean, old he school was a t- old school TV. It was a TV he was star. a movie star, and then he d- he was like the Rick Dalton character. Yeah, he was. Yeah, to Quentin, it just shows you how much of a love he has for film and yep. all old Hollywood and cinema. Yeah, old and cinema because he's like these are my heroes, and like fuck you, they're gonna kill you. Right, you're not gonna right, kill them. Right, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, they're gonna kill you so bad in yeah, my telling of they're this. They're better. Yeah, they're better than you, and they do work hard, and they do have like lives. You know, yeah. they've had lives. They've lived many lives. Just, and, uh, or you're like you're not so counterculture either. Yeah. It's like you think you're so counterculture. Oh, I'll fucking beat you to death. Right. You know I what know. I mean? You and know? I mean, I gotta say, as a 
Gen Xer, someone who's basically right. in his generation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I really related to that euphoria of yeah, fuck yeah, you, fuck Don't you. Push us out, yeah, you know? that's, yeah, that's funny. And even as a different from like a different generation, me being a millennial, I still see that because I don't really agree with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now either. And I'd rather watch a really good movie than a movie with a fucking strong message. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that that you can take that away from this too. Uh, not that it's his best work, but it's a really fucking good no, movie. No, it's not his best. It work, doesn't but need to be though. It's not, yeah, that's the thing. I I thought I thought it was. I'm not be- be- grading it like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not grading it like that. I thought it was a beautiful love letter to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I thought it was precision filmmaking as always it you is know? man it's, nothing's on accident with him no i do want to watch it again once you know, once the tension's already passed yeah. like you already know what to expect so you can focus on the smaller details without that looming in the back of your mind right you know so i do look forward to seeing this again even though it's very long i'll probably watch it on dvd or something or buy it on blu-ray just because it's good you right know? something like that but yeah man i was impressed with this and i'm glad i saw it in theaters oh you, you should see it in the theaters see, and, yeah, and for well, us we live in la you know how much of the city they used that's the other thing. They use so much of the city that it's cool to watch it as someone who lives in L.A. Like, if yeah, you just watch it, it for really that. it really uses the city, which is so much. very nice, given that... And gives it know, a complete 60s uh, Oh, my God. Remodel. And apparently he researched the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah. And they had to close down streets uh, yeah. in Hollywood oh, and yeah. in Burbank. Sure it was intense. Yeah. Turn it into a, a 1960s scene. They shot the Westwood Theater. Yeah. They, you know, yes. the, the theater they still use. All that stuff that The Bruins Theater, forever. yeah. But yeah. the Westwood Pavilion. Yeah, man. That's still there. And yeah. Still do movie premieres there. Oh yeah, show it's still movies. a big movie premiere theater. Yep, and it's still in its old condition. Yep. You know, it's, it's not been revamped or whatever. Right, it's not an arc light now. No, yeah. so yeah, I, I mean, go see this one. I'd say this is this is good. You it's, know, prepare for a long sit, but it's worth it, and it doesn't feel like three hours. It feels you know like two hours, two and a half. Yeah, hours. it didn't feel no. As, Even once it's over, you know, you're like, well, I wasn't that. I wasn't and, fidgeting. I wasn't, you know, looking, checking my watch or whatever. I mean, it was really fun to see Brad and Leo together. Mm-hmm. They're good together. They're good together. And they're also just so good themselves. Yeah, like, man. they're both so good. I think that's why you cast them. It's like you can set your watch to them and you can watch them for long periods of time without any dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> At least Brad Pitt's case, you can watch that guy do anything. Well, and they Literally were, fix an antenna on a roof. I know. You know? And you're watching you're it like, going, wow. you're mesmerized. But wow, cool. he also, what, I remember when I heard about the casting of this movie, I thought, why is Brad paying, playing the stunt? The man of Leo. And let Leo, why aren't they doing it the other way around? And I, he was knew exactly what he why? was doing. Yes, because he's older. Brad Pitt's that enough older. Whereas, but he was, they were perfectly cast in those roles. Yeah, you wouldn't have been the same reverse. Yeah. Not even close. Leo couldn't have been that Brad Pitt character. No, because you, bu- you buy Brad... Sort of like a, a road warrior, kick ass. Yeah, like, like paid his stripes, you know. Well, and honestly, I, you or know, no offense stripes, to Leo, but Brad doesn't look that much older than him, and he's like eleven years older yeah, than him. Weird. I mean, and he really doesn't look no. like he's that much older than him. Leo's kind of paunchy. Yeah, um, Brad's pretty fucking lean. He's very lean, and he looks like. He, yeah. yeah, he looks like he's in his he s- 40s. He sells the ass kicking he really better does. than, like, I mean, you buy it. You buy it. I could throw a punch, whether it's a pretend punch or a real punch. The scene with <laughs> yeah. Bruce it's Lee. Awesome. Oh, my it's God. Awesome. It's awesome. Whether, however accurate it is, I don't, you know, it's it's historically inaccurate, this movie. It's not supposed to be. It's no. Like in, in between reality. Well, especially how they get to it where he's literally saying he would have beat Cassius Clay. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt starts like, laughing. laughing. He's yeah. like, who are you, round eye? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you think you can beat the great Bruce Lee? Well, remember they tell Bruce Lee in the middle of it, he's like, uh, that guy, you might not, that guy's trouble. Yeah, killed his wife. Yeah, yeah killed, killed his, his wife, wife and got away with it. Yeah, Bruce Lee's like, like, oh, this off. guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he puts an ass whooping on him, then he gets kicked off the set. It's yeah. hilarious. Who else? Was there any other cameos in there? That yeah, there were, are. I mean, there was a lot. So I'm thinking. Oh, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter's one of the Manson. Oh yeah, yeah. That's she's cool. in it. Um, Harley Quinn Smith. There's like there's a bunch of like people that are in it. and They don't even have like dialogue and shit. Yeah, like Luke Perry's in it for just a brief moment. He plays like one of the acting cowboys in the show, and apparently. Brad Pitt and Leo were huge fans of his. Probably. No, they. I saw their interview talking about it. That's cool. And Leo particularly was a big fan of his because he was kind of like, when he was coming up, Luke mm. Perry was the a shit. star. Yes. He was like the new James Dean he kind was. of guy. He was. And he said that he spent a lot of time talking on the set and he was really 
very saddened when he died. That's sad. I, I know he was only fifty one, and he didn't. He didn't even come out with a movie. Like he, he wasn't even around to see the movie come out. It's sad. I know. Yeah. But um, good movie. Good movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, there's so many little cameos. It's hard to. Uh, yeah, I definitely think, think we're gonna see it again. I will. Um, so there's a show that we'll review next time. We'll review next time, but we're gonna just give a little teaser. It's called The Boys. It's on Amazon, and it is the best new show. Period. I finished the whole first season. Yeah, I don't do that. I never do that. I usually mean if I like something, I don't finish it. And but man, boom, Th- done. This show is it's eight episodes. It's the first season. It's about superheroes. It's a mix it's of like Watchmen. Superheroes. It's like yeah. Watchmen. It's like Kickass. It's a little bit of uh, uh, what's the uh, mystery, mystery men? Mystery men. Yeah, yeah, man. But it's dark. It's, oh, it's, it's so gory. It's like what. Zack Snyder wish he could have done with uh, Justice League, or, or it's, and uh, it's what Marvel should have done with their whole series yeah, on they Netflix. Pull it out. Oh yeah, with the series, yeah, yes. because but the it's, MCU now it it's not work. like that whole dra- the way they did those those drag out yes. the Punisher, all of those were just like boring drag out stuff in ten minutes yeah. at the end. <sighs> this is incredibly well written. It's like Mix Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, um, but they're like uh, our producers on it with uh, a bunch of other people many, because many, they're many, doing many. Preacher. And which Garth Ennis. This is or but, Grant Ennis. Yeah, who did Preacher. Preacher. This is based on his book. graphic novel. Comic, graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's uh, graphic. It's definitely, they don't, I'm so glad that they stayed true to, I guess, what was in the comics as far as the realism within the violence of the superheroes. Yeah. Because I feel like we, we all sort of have this sort of, uh, you know, what's the word? Like almost rose-colored glasses with the way his superheroes would go about stopping crimes. Right. When in reality, like someone with Wolverine is going to do what he did in Logan. He's going to chop people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to cut off a guy's arm and a guy's head. It's not going to like, you know, uh, cut open a fire extinguisher and it sprays him. No. And then, oh, he's subdued, you know, like how they do in cartoons and in the Marvel Universe. This is, you know, there's this character who's my favorite, land owner. Homelander. Who is this New Zealand actor named Anthony Starr, who is the breakout of, I mean, he is. And he plays like the most great. American man on the fucking planet. Yeah, you never planet. know he's from New Zealand. That's the other thing. He's literally like, he, his outfit is red, white, and blue. It's an American flag cape. He's like, yeah. he's basically a mix of Captain America and Superman. Right. Essentially. And he is the worst one of all. And it, the thing about it, it's, it's so complicated. It's so complicated. So the, they're the seven. They're corrupt. Which is the Justice League, basically. There's seven superheroes. Yeah. And they're worshipped like Disney, but they're owned by a corporation called Vought, which yeah. basically controls all the moves they make. So, are we talking about? It? I guess we're talking about it. Uh, well, fuck me. I don't want to. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it later. So, yeah, watch the show. By, I mean, by the time we post this, you should, should have finished the show because it's yeah. that good. And then Carl Urban stars in it. Jack Quaid, who's Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son, he's very good. I mean, yeah. there's this group of four who are the boys that counter are basically counter terrorists, counter superheroes. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue from yeah, the she's Friday Kid. Yep, yeah, she's good. I mean, there's Avengers so many people in this. Um, Giancarlo uh, Esposito in it. Um, Simon Pegg, Simon Jennifer Pegg. Esposito. Yeah, yeah. And Cusack, it's um, it is so good. It's so good, it's and I can't so wait good. for season two. So go watch that, and we'll talk about and it. we'll talk about it <laughs> next time. <laughs> and visit our website, thehmcnetwork.com, and follow us on Instagram at Harold Modcast. And we'll see you next time. See you later, jerks. See you, jerks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh,